0: Welcome to the Playworld Love Learning Be Free podcast. I'm Kelly, mummy to three home-educated children who are currently 11, 7 and 3. I also run an outdoor self-directed learning community for home-educated children. I'm passionate about home education, the importance of play and following our own interests and intrinsic motivations. On this podcast I speak to many home educating parents to get a good insight into the many different educational approaches and philosophies from radical unschoolers to world schoolers to recreating the classroom at home and following a strict curriculum and timetable. I also talk a lot about the importance of play and give you tips on how you can create more opportunities for you and your children to play well, love learning and be free. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Playworld Love Learning Be Free. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you like this kind of content, and then you'll be notified when a new episode is released. Okay, so today we've got Tabs joining us, a very, very good friend of mine, a fellow homeschooling mum. She's here to tell us a bit about her homeschooling journey and where she's at right now. Tabs, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm Tabitha Nolan. I'm a mother of five and an artist and a business owner.
0: Nice. From Norfolk. (laughs) From Norfolk, lovely. Can you um, tell us how old your children are?
1: Yeah, I've got three boys who are um, 30 this year, uh, 25, 22. And then I've got two little girls who are uh, eight and two.
0: Okay, so you've only got one child who is of school age at the moment. Yeah. I know that your youngest doesn't go to nursery or anything either. So you've got two children that you are at home with all the time and fully home educating Yep, yep. okay so do
1: you mixture between uh unschooling and wild schooling when when we are not in lockdown and yeah just sort of traveling around when we can and do not not have don't have any any kind of uh, idea that I'll ever send them to school but you never know do you
0: that's right. People say all the time, don't they? They're like, oh, are you going to ever send them to school? Or yeah. you know, that's like us saying to someone whose child is in school, are you ever going to take them out of school? Them or home them. Ed? Yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, you never really know. Yeah, I'm
1: not, close, I'm not close to the idea. Um, you know, I think it's, that's what you have to do. You have to kind of go with the child as, as we do child directed. And um, you know, if she have, if any of either of them ever start saying that they want to do something that involves probably more, I mean, most qualifications and things like that you can do from home anyway. But it's not really about qualifications; it's more to do with if they if they said, "Mum, I want to go to school," then I'd want to be open to that and not say, "No, you're definitely not going to school because it doesn't fit in with my ideas." You know, if at the moment I'm the boss, so I say whether they go to school or not because I think that I I want to make the decisions for them. But if when they and if they get to that stage when they want to, you know, look at school or something like that, then I'm going to be open to suggestion with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's what happened with Kira. She actually so my eldest, she's 11. She actually approached me one day, me and Matt, my husband, and she said, "Uh, I really want to try school. So we looked around a few schools and decided on one that she would have a trial day at. And that's all she did is that one, the one trial day she came home and she said, you may as well send me to prison because it's just, (laughs) she she really, really didn't get on very well with it. But No, but at least you gave her that
1: opportunity to try it, didn't you? it's yeah. Otherwise it becomes an itch that needs scratching, doesn't it? And they, you know, it could grow into something a bit more if you can't explore it. So, you know, that's what homeschooling is all about as well, isn't it? It's like being open. To your child's wishes and dreams and things like that and not not sort of closing off any avenues. But my oldest, I home educated him. Um, obviously it was a long time ago, um, when he was he went into school normally and um and had like what they call separation anxiety. So every day I'd drop him off at school and he'd scream and cry for me. And I was just like, "Mm, this doesn't fit. I was I was young, younger, obviously at the time, and uh, it just didn't feel right it just felt you know I'd, I'd brought him up i was young when i had him i was uh 19 when i had him and he'd been by my side for the first four and a half years of his life and then suddenly it was his opportunity to go to school and, and it just felt wrong that he was leaving me for six or eight hours or however long it is i don't even know how long it is now um and you know just kind of put in with everyone else and because he was you know he was my firstborn so he's like this amazing he still is a this amazing special child that I housed and you know did everything and I, I think I've told you before that when before he went to school there wasn't one question that he asked me that was unanswered which I think now is like a bit freaky it's a bit sort of too much with the other way but because he was my sort of project um I had him and i was just oh my god this is just like i was a single parent and i was just put everything into him and uh yeah so there was like if i was talking to another an, another adult and he came up to me and said "Mummy, mummy, mummy," wanted to ask me a question i'd say to the adult oh excuse me a minute i'm just going to answer my child's question and so, you know whereas nowadays i'm like no i'm not not saying that children should be seen and not heard or or you know not like that but I kind of think that I was, I kind of, And I think I let him believe that he was the centre of the universe and the world rotated around him. I went too far the other way. And now I've got a bit more of a balance with the other four. But um, so, yeah, when he went into school, it was suddenly just like he was just a drop in the ocean, a little, a little fish in a big pond. And he didn't like that. You know, he didn't like the fact that he wasn't able to be the centre of everyone's attention. And also it was, you know, it was quite a big school, blah, blah, blah. so, yeah, I just took him out. It's a long story. I don't know if you want to go into that. That's just about how I, how I got my child out of school. But, um, and then home educated him for a couple of terms. And then he started talking about missing his football friends. And then he went back in. So he wasn't out for a long time. I didn't home educate him long term. But I just took that time out and sort of focused a bit more on getting him to a place where he felt comfortable going into school and I didn't have the support of his dad either at the time because um by the time he went into school we were together and he didn't he was sort of one of those um dads who comes home from work every day and says so what have you learnt today then and and you know as, as much as we were learning things it was very hard to put it into words and say well we've done this and that because I've always done the unschooling sort of mixed up thing that we do you know you don't sort of Sit down and say, "Okay, we're going to do maths now." Because if you're doing something, you know, a project of some sort, it can involve maths, English, science, everything. That you don't actually, you don't label it. You just get on and do it. So it was quite difficult to um, justify my decision to his dad because he was he was anti homeschool.
0: Yeah, and I suppose all that time ago as well, that that's kind of homeschooling was probably a bit of a um, like a stigma. A lot of people didn't. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah,
1: we were, we were literally the only ones in our, we, had, we lived in a, quite a large village and we were the only ones there that home educated. And I mean, education otherwise was around and uh, we did join a little group um, and go to, to it where there were other home educators. But they were really at that time, obviously 25 years ago, they were all really alternative people. So they were people who lived in buses and, you know, who, who were like real extreme alternative yeah. and it was like dipping your toe into a a big pond of alternativeness that I wanted to jump in you know because that was me that was who I was i wasn't. I've always been alternative, but I was married to someone who wasn't so it wasn't a, it just wasn't an option
0: yeah yeah,
1: and just bad, that it was sad to it was sad to have to send him back in, but you know he did ask to go back in and it kind of felt like we had a we had these two two or three terms of home ed where we'd bike down to the local pond and do pond dipping. And, you know, we we traveled a bit and and did lots of lovely stuff together, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something we could t- continue to do unsupported.
0: And this opened the door to home education for your other two boys? Did they? they no, they, they went to school. They went yeah. to school. Yeah, and now you're home-educating your eight-year-old who's never been to school.
1: No, no. I had a 14-year gap between my boys and my little girl and changed men as well. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was what I had to do. I had a career <laughs> in the middle as well. I, I, I joined the police and did a nine-year stint in the police, did lots of other things as well, lots of other careers. And then... Um, had a, a, a you know a little girl I didn't I didn't really plan to have uh, any more children after the, the two the, sorry <laughs> wait, I don't even know how many children I've got um and but so then many. I <laughs> 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 the old woman who lived in a shoe um yeah so I had I, I had this big career in the middle didn't expect to to have any more children and then met Benson and uh had a Bonnie and Bambi and then, yeah, there was no question about whether I would home educate them because I was supposed to be going traveling full time. So it was just like, you know, it went with the with the territory. We were going to travel full time. And so I never even thought about sending them to school because I thought, why would I do that? Because I'd then be faced with having to take them out of school. And that was back in the day when it was, you know, they had all the thing about fining people. I don't know if they still do it now, but um fining parents for taking their children on holidays or traveling or anything like that. So
0: yeah I think that is still a thing yeah um, and just quickly going back to the education otherwise website that's um mm. a fantastic website for anyone who is starting just kind of dipping their toes in home education and want to kind of find out a bit more that's a really really good website to go to yeah so uh what does a typical I was going to say a typical day but there is no typical day in homeschoolers life really um there is now if you're yeah well during during covid mm. that's a that's a whole different. Um, it's not really homeschooling, is it? That we're doing right no. now. It's just you can't. You can't really compare it. It's not the same. So no. during normal times, yeah. What would a typical week look like for you?
1: Um. So we do probably over the week. We keep weekends free to spend with with uh, their dad and because we've got a bit of land we've got a a little small holding so we weekends are for that so weekends are out we don't you know we just do a normal well I I guess a normal school week um so we we probably go out twice a week out somewhere and one of those days is to the to a little Steiner school so we, we follow the um Waldorf Steiner curriculum with Bonnie not Bambi yet she's she's too young Um, And that's basically play-based. If you don't know what um, Wardle Steiner is, and um, it also involves a lot of things about the seasons, and it's very nature-based. So that's what Bonnie does at the moment. We have um, we follow an online curriculum for that. So we also join in a little school for that on a Thursday, and then one day, one day a week, apart from that, we do some sort of activity or meet up with a friend um, or. Go out to the beach. We live quite near the beach here, or the forest, or something like that. Um, most days we kind of alternate it with with Benson, my partner. So we'll go one day, and he'll go the next to feed the animals. We've got goats and chickens on the land at the moment. Um, but some like during lockdown at the moment, I'm to, he's tending to do it all. So at, at the moment we're sort of just in every day, but. Um, that's just me being lazy because i'm supposed to go and do the animals but so yeah it's just that's that's it basically we um bonnie the eight-year-old she loves playing so she just spends her day playing um in her room normally sometimes down here with us um she does she doesn't she's she's not screen free but she's she has a saturday morning she can have two hours on her computer screen um Apart from that, she doesn't have any other screen time. Um, we ha- we do have the television on sometimes, so that's that's a little bit of screen. But when I say screen, I mean uh, computers and tablets and that sort of thing. So she's she's screen free from that. Um, and we sometimes get the maths or English books out, and if she wants to, but I don't really I don't do a lot with her like that. We did we did have a little co-op going on for a little while which we did um more structured things so we'd get we'd have a little we would used to go around different people's houses and do um different topics like science music the things we couldn't do at home or you know are better done in a group um but obviously obviously that finished because of covid um being an artist i do a lot of creative stuff with her so she we I, I have got an art studio at home, but at the moment, my son's living in it. One of my older sons, because of COVID, he's had to come home. But normally, we've got the art studio there, and we do a lot of creative stuff together. She's a quite a good artist, and obviously Bambi joins in. So it's kind of really just a creative-based education in a lot of ways, creative and nature. She's ha- she lives a charmed life, doesn't she?
0: She really does. She's very, very, She's very lucky. Yeah. And to, um, to be able to as homeschoolers in general to learn from people you know you said you sometimes go to a music club or was mm-hmm. it a science club so being able yeah. to kind of learn from those other people that you maybe can't teach the well yourself is just amazing yeah. so to seek out those opportunities which is just mm-hmm. great uh, so tell us a bit more about your land and what you're planning to do on your land and and I've yeah, been it myself, and it's amazing. You say it's a it's a little small holding, but it's actually incredible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a company called FenZen, which is a community interest company, which means it's a not for profit. Um, which means it's uh, you know everything we everything we earn on the is ploughed back into the community interest, which is means it's for we're we're trying to build up a little. Um, a little oasis for our local community or for people who, wherever they want to come from. I've got people who come from Essex too, and also Sussex. Yeah, it's just a, uh, well, we're going to, we're having a community growing garden. So we, already we have a market garden there. So we provide vegetables um, and eggs for the local community, anyone who wants to buy them, um, which we're building up. Obviously, we've only had the land a year. So we're building that up, um, and then we're going to develop a community growing space. So people who want to have a piece of, or if we're going to do it where they have a, their own little bit of garden to do vegetables and stuff, or that we're going to have a big community garden that everyone helps on. We haven't quite decided yet. So just so they feel part of something and can grow vegetables, and then they can be shared out. And we have a written into my business plan is some sort of a, a fresh food exchange, so that we can hold vegetables and fruit and things like that for people to come and get if they can, if they haven't got access to fresh fruit and veg, like surplus. So if we have a surplus or people with their allotment have a surplus of, say, potatoes or something like that, they can bring them to us and we can help distribute them out in, uh, in the local community. Um, and then we've got the retreat side of it. So I've got a roundhouse um, and a campsite that we we built the roundhouse um up there with the, with the help of a couple of friends and um yeah so we've got we have a, we have retreats which is what you said you came to last year um it so we do so things amazing. like <laughs> it was great wasn't it we have um we do yoga it's a, over a weekend so we do like sunrise yoga and wild swimming which is a laugh wasn't it um meditation we had a cacao ceremony which was just yeah. so beautiful um it's like a ceremonial thing where you you drink this uh, special um well it's called ceremonial grade cacao and uh, you drink it in a ceremony ceremonial type fashion <laughs> and uh yeah, and it's, it's supposed to open your heart, isn't it? And, and you, we listened to music and then we, we were silent throughout it and yeah, it was just lovely, it was amazing. And then the potential to be able to do things like that on the land with that beautiful roundhouse is amazing. So the, the world's our oyster really, and we're hoping to open up to other people who want to do things like that and just let them use it. And, you know, as long as our land is being used for the benefit and well-being of others, then I'll be happy. So and then I do the mother's fire circles which are a weekly obviously not during covid but a weekly um gathering of of mamas with their babies and they come on and we we sit around the fire and the children play in the mud and um we have like a uh, we do something to do with with nature so we have a little nature activity like weaving or um we dipped uh dipped leaves in autumn leaves in beeswax and It's all very um, quiet and uh, it's not like kids charging around. It's all very sort of mother earth type thing. So um, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh yeah, Father's Fire Circles is one thing I want to be starting this year as well. I think there's a big need for for dads or men to meet with with or without their children, um, to meet other men, to be able to chat about stuff and you know, be able to feel in, that they're safe in that environment to do that, and to be out in out in nature as well. I think if if it was if you were to meet in a community hall or something like that, I don't think it would encourage the flow as much as it does being out in nature.
0: It just doesn't really have the same effect, does it?
1: No, and the land that we've got is uh, does have such a lovely feel to it. It's she really wants us there. I found that every single event that I've had on the land, it's been sunny um it hasn't been ruined by the weather and we've had some awful weather, but we'll have rain, rain, and then sun on the event day and then rain the other two days. You know, it's just really weird that how it just feels that she really wants us there and is kind of because I obviously um well I talk to nature a lot and I talk to Mother Nature and I just feel that she wants us on that land doing what we're doing and, and is encouraging us to do that. I sound like Fruit Loop now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't I get it I get what you're saying it's uh, it's a very very special place and you really have to experience it to really feel that kind of that pull of mother nature and Mm. it just it just makes you feel better it just it Mm. especially if you have anxiety or depression or you're suffering mental health or even if you're not suffering just it is yeah such is such a really really special place and like you say it's a really safe place as well I went with uh, Was it five other mothers that we that were there yeah and uh i'd only ever met one of them before obviously i knew you but um yeah it was just it was it's just a very very special magical place yes Uh, i'm looking forward to the next retreat in the summer
1: yeah oh i'm doing the um the mothers not not mothers because i was thinking that when you said mothers um because I don't want it to just be for mothers I'm doing women's nurture days as well so they're coming up when when everything lifts um so they're like a bit like a mini retreat so but they'll just be on on a Saturday every month so you can come and experience it and I kind of think that do you know what if I was in if I was working in a in a you know in any job really a job that I that was quite high stress and I could schedule into my diary one Saturday a week to actually be purposefully in nature with other women, I'd be like, yeah, I'll have some of that.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. and it's a nurturing day as well. It's like you are yeah. looked after. You'll go in there yeah. and you know it's uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what we need. Yeah.
1: Really. Exactly. Every every woman needs that, I think, you know, to be fed and looked after and feel that you can you can sit and talk to someone without judgment and, and someone can say, yeah, yeah, I get you. I, or I hear what you're saying. That's so important. It's just, uh, I'm really excited about
0: those. Yeah, me too, actually. And how are you juggling everything? So you're obviously, you've started your new business and you've got the kids who you're homeschooling and you've got a house to run and a husband. And how are you? I mean, (laughs) we both kind of, we've both started new businesses and homeschooling. I know that I struggle juggling everything. So give me tips. How are you doing it all? (laughs)
1: You're asking me for tips, Kelly. (laughs)
0: Um, I
1: I don't know. I think I just kind of, I've got different ways in which I rebalance myself and reground myself. And if I feel myself, like I had a massive wobble, didn't I, last week or the week before, yeah. Um, and I was just like, it, it felt like the world was caving in on me and I was just like, I can't do this. So I so kept going through my head was I can't do this. I can't do this. It was nothing about the children. The children are okay. You know, like Bambi's two and is a nightmare, but um, it was more the sort of the, the groundhog day effect of just having this every single day and not, not being able to go out and, you know, and do something else other than look at the, look at the four walls. But I'm, 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 you know, I, was, I get bo- a bit boring when I say this because this is my answer to everything. Whenever I see someone like, for example, on Facebook struggling with something, I always say to them, "Have you tried getting out in nature? Have you tried getting out in nature?" And it's just like that's all that everyone ever expects to hear me say. Yeah. But I wasn't following my own advice. So last, you know, when I felt like that, we had a weekend down the land, and um, you know, we we were planting trees. We've got a lot of trees to plant and uh and I just felt held by the land again and I walked around and it's water there's water everywhere and you know but it just I don't know I don't know why it works for me but it just does doesn't I don't have the same effect if I just go out here for a walk I have to actually go and do something in nature like something more than just walking I have to actually be yeah hands dirt hands in the dirt and um like communicating with with nature and just with you know feeling the wind and just more than a walk i think i think i'd like to be able to say that i can just go for a walk and i'll be feel okay again but i think it might have been the time on my own in the land on the land that worked for me rather than being with the girls although they were there but benson benson took you know the the lion's share of looking after them um but yeah i need to kind of get my hands dirty and sit with the sit with it rather than I mean they, there's the thing where you can sit do a sit spot isn't that in nature and I mean normally if I was feeling like this I would Because I keep forgetting that we we're you're asking me normally normally in in order to get my head head back in where it needs to be although there's nothing wrong with with going off the path you know we're, we're human and I think if you do venture off the path it's it, it's taking you off the path for a reason there's probably something over there you need to learn so I'm not saying oh, I must be like this I must be the, the excellent mother and the excellent wife, or whatever. I, I know that I am human, and you know I'm far from far from perfect. But you know, I don't. I feel if I haven't got, if I'm not meeting my own um, targets in the day, that I feel bad about myself. So, but normally I'd get go out. We have got the river out the out the front. We'd I'd go paddle boarding or kayaking, or we'd, you know, there's so many other things that I do. I go foraging. I do my art, I mean foraging and art I can still do, but you know, it's like, not only are we in lockdown, but it's winter too.
0: So
1: not a lot about.
0: Yeah, this lockdown is definitely different to the last time when we could kind of just go out and you know, enjoy the sunshine and that's a bit.
1: Yeah.
0: But what's that saying? There's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing, so.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So yeah, just trying to ground yourself a bit more and Obviously Ben yeah. been there during the week because he has a very demanding job. I know he's out early and doesn't come back till late, so it's just kind of yeah. all on you. So it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. tough. Yeah, I think if you try, if, if you kind of for me, it's, it's about
1: each making each day count. so if I do something with the girls, it's say in the morning, then I can you know something um, positive like even if it's just sitting down and playing with Bambi because she's into teacups and coffees and making sandwiches and things like that with her kitchen. So if I feel that I I do something, with, you know how these things can, can become a little bit tedious after the yeah, fourth time. <laughs> but if I, I feel if I've done that, at least something like that if with her and then something similar with Bonnie, it's like I feel a little bit better that I can think. Well, I did this, you know. At least I did that, and it's just about, you know, coping with the the rest of the day. Like you say, the house and everything like that is just like.
0: Yeah, because you're at home all the time, the house just hmm. seems to get in a mess, you know. Yeah. Super, super quickly, whereas in normal times you're out, and you know, it's, yeah, you're not coming home to like a bomb site, are you? So. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's it's all a bit boring.
0: It's all yeah, a bit boring, isn't it? it Lockdown. Is it's boring. not it's not me. It's not it's it's not anybody,
1: but you know, it's like we're we've we spent a lot of time before I had Bambi, we spent a lot, me and Bonnie travelled a lot. We went to uh, Amsterdam and Denmark and LA and California and places like that. And so to be stuck here, you know, she's even starting to say, when are we next going travelling? you know. So she's even noticing that we're staying here, even though she does like to play, it's sort of, you know, and there's no end, there's no there's no answer, is there? We can't say, Oh yes, by June we should be back to normal because nobody knows.
0: Yeah, there's there's not really an insight. I do think you're quite lucky no. with um with Bonnie because she her play, I've witnessed her play. I love watching her play. Uh-huh. She <laughs> she seems to really get immersed in that kind of deep play where you forget what the time is, you forget you're hungry, you forget you yeah. need to go to the toilet. Like she she really does. She she has um a very, very good imagination.
1: Yeah, she does. Do you
0: think that that's down to the limit on screen times that you have, or what? how have you kind of um, instigated that in her, or is, does it just kind of come naturally to her? How would you say you've supported um, her play? I've got a good imagination, so I think I've passed that on to her, because that's one
1: thing people used to say to me when I was growing up. Wow, you've got a great imagination. And, uh, you know, I've, when I was at school, I used to write loads of stories that they used to, I used to fill like, an exercise book and then they'd read them out to, this, to the class. And it was all about, you know, this world of imagination. So uh, hopefully it comes from me that, you know, that she's got this great imagination, but yeah, we have kind of, um, I don't know how you can encourage it because it's just happened. But before she, like, when she was a little bit younger, she, if we went out in the car and she'd forget toys, she'd just play with her fingers so she'd have the finger people which we reminded her about the other day it was like can you remember the finger people so she'd she didn't even need toys she'd just have this little thing game going on um but she does uh work out her the things that we do within her life so she plays out like yeah if we when we used to go traveling she'd that would play out in her play for for a little while afterwards so, and if, um, say we went, I had to go to a hospital appointment or something like that, then that would play out. So anything anything good, anything bad, anything indifferent would just be played out for the next few sessions. So you don't, I'd overhear her playing. Um, and the difference now is that she does play in her room. So I don't see much of her, that's, that's not a great thing where she used to play with downstairs with her toys. So I'd be able to kind of, see and hear what she was doing but um now it's sort of upstairs because she's got so many toys that's just like I'm ashamed to say she's got these toys upstairs that I don't even want downstairs <laughs> so but yeah it's all scenarios and she does you know these little she's got the dolls with you know little like Barbie dolls and LOL dolls and that sort of thing and they've all got little personalities and scenarios and it, it it Goes, we had to, she was doing New Year's Eve the other day because she'll invite me up to see the little scenario. She had the a glitter ball going and they're all dancing, and <laughs> yeah. so yeah, she's 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 good with that, but it is very you know, she doesn't want Bambi anywhere near her, she, she doesn't want Bambi to interfere or anything. And it does get so she won't leave the house, so we're like, we really need to go and do the, the goats, feed the goats. And she's like, oh, but I haven't finished playing, I'm like, you would never. If I left you, you would never finish playing. So there has to be, you know, we have to draw a line. But educationally, she's, she's, she, can do, she's she can do maths and English and that she can read. She, she's Because Benson read to her every night, she's learnt to read. So she, there's nothing she can't read now. Um, and sometimes if I'm feeling like, oh, you haven't read for a while, I'll say to her, just go and like before bed, she'll go to bed an hour earlier than she would have done and she'll read a book. <laughs> But um yeah, she's she's she can read, so that's all she needs to do, doesn't she? Yeah,
0: you and know. as soon as you can read, you can learn anything really.
1: Yeah. So. If anything now she wants to know about, she can just read it. So but yeah, we did I mean we've done little projects and things with her. Um we've got the office set up now with her desk in, so she's gonna be able to go and, and do things that she wants to in, in in the office if she needs some privacy. But I mean she's just she's just turned 8 hasn't she in November so if she was if we always say this but if we lived in Scandinavia she'd only just have started school <laughs> I, I remember using that as an excuse up to the age of 7 and now yeah. it's kind of getting a bit old but <laughs> um I don't know really where we where we go with Bonnie because she doesn't really show a lot of interest in academics so she's she knows a lot about space. She's her and Benson have this space thing going on that then she knows more about space than I do. Um she had a little period of time where she wanted to be an oceanographer. So she was, you know, doing some research into that. And um and I'd let her go onto YouTube and that for things like that to to research that, but that didn't last very long. She kind of just goes back to her playing. So I'm just I I kind of just leave her really, apart from these, you know, these sessions of maths and english that we probably do an hour an hour every other, an hour in two weeks so so half an hour each week so yeah when when you yeah. see people like doing homeschooling and they they sit down and do sessions all day i'm just like no that's not how i do it and you know who's to say i'm right they're wrong or they're wrong i'm right you know we don't judge each other do we in this community
0: exactly
1: it's each to their own
0: Absolutely. And we can't, we don't really know um, what, when children are so immersed in their play, we might not be able to see it. We might not be able to see exactly what they're learning, but we, I think it's John Holt that says we just have to trust the child because actually they are learning what they need to learn when they need to learn. just like walking or talking or it does come so naturally to them.
1: Yeah,
0: I do think that we do, as adults and our own kind of schooled mindset is that you have to be reading and writing and and know your timetables tables and you know all of the academic stuff when actually yeah. if we don't force it on them it will come naturally within yeah. those projects or their play or you know whatever it is that they're interested in it will yeah. come naturally to them yeah yeah
1: I mean she's she's Obviously, because we've got the land and that, she's she's very interested in hus- um, animal husbandry. So she's very good at looking after the goats, and she's very intuitive with the with the chickens. Um, and she's going to be breeding those this year, this spring. So we've got a cockerel. We've got two cockerels now. So she's going to be bringing on the the hens with the eggs and things like that. And that's her little project that she's doing. And she wants to sell the chickens when they when they're old enough. So. Um, business-wise there's always opportunities that they can learn about that sort of thing but you know I I guess I've always home educated Bonnie and I guess probably once a year I get a little pang of oh shit (laughs) what's she gonna do when she's older but um and I don't want to do her a disservice that's the thing you know I don't want her to get to 16 and say why didn't you send me to school, Mum? I know nothing. When we had the Q&A the other day, that was kind of where I was going with that question where I said, you know, what about the foundation blocks of, of um, education that most children have? But, you know, how many people can remember those foundation blocks? You know, that, all that, that so-called important information, how many people actually in their adult lives can remember that, you know? But I guess it's in there somewhere.
0: Well, we had to... We had to learn it and remember it to pass the tests. And then yeah. you know that but that's all it is really in school. It's just teaching you how to remember that information to pass the test. And if Bonnie or any other child, when they do know what they want to do because that's what they're passionate about, say mm. she wants to become a vet, she will she will learn everything she needs to learn to become yeah. a vet. You know, it's not like then being forced upon her. She will actually she's intrinsically motivated to do that and yeah. so i just think that if we just leave our children to follow their own passions and interests then it's all going to be yeah all right. definitely we just think we love
1: them yeah we do and it's you know we we have an alternative lifestyle our lifestyle isn't isn't the same as other people you know we're sort of many many steps away from from the normal um so hopefully bonnie will grow up and you know she's our daughter she's our blood she's this is all she's ever known you know she's grown up in in the grass um so hopefully she that will be the path that she will go but she may rebel against that and she might you know she might want to go and live in a city and and do all that stuff she might even just want to do that for a period of time but you know there's nothing stopping her do that doing that um and i'm sure she'd be fine she's certainly very street cred and and she's very good socially she doesn't have any you know that the one thing i think one thing i noticed as she was growing up that i was quite a marked difference between her and the school children that I met was her social, social ability. So we'd go, say, for example, somewhere like the beach and um, there'd be other children there that were school children. We did actually run into a school group once on the beach and they were like, oh, every, you know, these little children in in uniforms. And um, and she just went up to them, started talking and 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 it was like she was an alien they did they sort of shied away from her and you know would all scuttled away in in, in the other direction and, and I was really sad at that and I was just you know I thought why why wouldn't they even just talk to her and not not just on that situation in that situation but in lots of other situations I find I don't know if she's like really forward or something but you know she'll go and speak to other children and they won't want to speak back and I don't know why that is whether that's
0: you find that's just school children or like home educated children as well
1: well um it's generally not at home education settings if we go because a lot of I'm trying to be uh, trying to be open-minded about this and not say oh yes it was definitely school children (laughs) because how would you know but um on on a few occasions they have been children in school uniforms like in the supermarket for example you know and you meet other kids and that and um, but yeah, generally I'd say that when we and, and on the flip side of that, I'd say that whenever we've been to home ed settings where you go, you know, a uh, social setting that we've been that we've been to, um, home ed children are generally very friendly and there isn't there isn't the sort of like oh you're not my age so I can't talk to you that I do find with school children and sort of like well you're you're younger than me I don't want to talk to you. Home ed kids talk to anyone and and because we're used to socialising lots of different age groups together then there isn't that sort of people don't realize that they're not in the groups
0: because yeah, I
1: mean, school tough. children are all put together aren't they in age groups so we yeah. don't get that mm.
0: it's really kind of it's it's almost like a fake environment like never again in your yeah. life you be in a room with 30 other people the same age as you it just I mean obviously no. it's then easier for the school to kind of tick the boxes that they need to tick but um But yeah, it's just, it doesn't seem very natural. No, no, it doesn't. What advice would you give for anyone thinking of home educating their children? Um, So I'd I'd first and foremost say that I
1: think that every parent knows their child best. So if your child is, um, there's obviously something that's made you think, i I might want to home educate isn't that it's not just something that you plucked out of the air so something has triggered it um and i think it's just a case of you know nothing's stopping you from sucking it and seeing you know you can try it people think that it's like this massive big thing but it's not you can just say okay we'll take her out for a little while i think I, I truly believe that the best place for a child is with its mother and or father. So that, by nature, just in makes my child at home with me learning. So that is what homeschool is or home educating. Um, and if that, if you know, if you just try it, and I, I'm not in the place where I'm trying to convince everybody that they have to home educate. That's not what I'm about it's not right for everyone is it and there's some people who it would just be their idea of hell home educating yeah so but I think if if you're thinking about it and if it's this little seed in your head and you're sort of thinking this is something I want to do because it is a it's a lifestyle it's an ethos it's a it's an alternative you have to be prepared to deal with the questions at the the checkout in in Tesco um but I think classic
0: questions yeah why aren't you at school no school today Um, that's yeah
1: (laughs) oh are you ill are you poorly at least nowadays you've got masks on haven't you um (laughs) no
0: one seems to want to talk to each other anymore
1: no no exactly but i think if you know so if you've got a little a little idea in your head that you're thinking you know this this looks like something i'd quite like to do then um do your research Listen to things like these podcasts that are going out. Speak to other people. Everybody, I think, nowadays knows someone who, who home educates. Um, you know, do, do your real-time research because there, there'll be a lot of people who will tell you all the good things about it and all the, you know, the great stuff about getting, um, you know, being able to go to the zoo when there's no one else there, and, uh, you know, which is great. But, you know, that's, that's you know, there's always a, a yin and a yang. So yeah, do your research. Talk to real life people who do it, and then try it. I think because there's nothing to say that you you know try it for a good, I'd say a good six weeks, um, minimum. Um, which obviously doesn't take into consideration the the fact you have to deschool. But you know I think you'll kind of know if you're going to like it or not. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with with um, trying to trying it out, and then if you don't like it or if your child doesn't like it, then Looking at putting your child back into school or an alternative, you know, you never, no one's, no one's forcing you to do anything. Your your life and your family is your business, and you know, it's up to you to make the the choices that you feel are right for your child and your family.
0: One hundred percent. Like I say, it's you know, you can always put your child back in school or look at other alternative education centers. There's so many out there now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's just. I mean, it might be
1: right I think particularly for young children um there's nothing wrong with with delaying your child going to school I think that's always when I see people doing that I think that's a really good option actually because you're not saying okay they're never going to school but maybe at four or five you don't feel that your child's ready to leave your home and go into school every day for is it six hours or eight hours kids go to school nowadays six yeah so you know I don't I don't personally think that children at that age are ready to do that Mm. but you know so delay it that's always an option there's so many different options with home ed you know you can delay it for two three four years if you want to and then put your child into school when you feel that they're ready but chances are you'll probably get into the into the slipstream and you'll enjoy it and, and school won't be something that you ever think about again but I think a lot of people think they're standing on when they're when they have this decision to make or when they have this like seed of something set in their head about wanting to home educate. I think they they feel like they're standing on a cliff edge and they've got to jump and into the abyss, you know, into this unknown thing of home educating, Um, which is true because you can't really there's there's not a lot of options to flexi school, which is an option of, you know, a a bit of both. Um, but just because you do take that jump and go into the home educating world it doesn't mean that you're it, you're forever an outcast from school there are options and and I, I know a lot of schools that would welcome you back
0: yeah, so, yeah. they would yeah yeah they, they definitely would they get the funding for them so yeah <laughs> you're <laughs> <very> cynical <laughs> yeah, um you said about oh yeah you know taking them out and um, kind of not ever considering school again. I, I have wobbles on days where I'm like, oh, you know, if my kids were in school, I would get six yeah. whole hours every day. Yeah, we've spoken day day about day.
1: that, haven't we? Like, yeah. yeah,
0: There are days, yeah, there are weeks, there are months when mm. I struggle and I'm like really considering putting them in because I, for yeah. me, the one downside to home ed is that you are with your children so much. You are yeah, it's a sacrifice, isn't it? But even then, like, we've just had to find ways of kind of separating that. So they now go to a forest school once a week. They spend more time uh-huh. with their grandparents when they can in normal times, obviously. Yeah. But it is just kind of finding your own flow. And, yeah, just figuring out how it works best for you. Yeah. And your family. Yeah. I think the, the
1: thing I've forgotten to say about why I home educate, actually, just reminded me is um, like with Bonnie, she's not, she's not, you know, she still plays with dolls. I'm not saying she's the only eight-year-old that does by far, by any stretch of the imagination, but um, I've got friends who've got children who go to school who are into boyfriends. They're the same age as Bonnie. They've got boyfriends, they're wearing makeup. They know all the latest music bands. They're, they're wanting to go into town on their own with their friends. And Bonnie's just so far away from that and we do live in a rural location but um that for me is like worth so much more because I feel I feel that we've kind of preserved her childhood for a little bit longer yeah um you know because I couldn't I couldn't bear to think about that and that's not me wanting her to to stay a baby you know I've got older kids so it's not like I you know I know they grow up but um especially for you know just for nowadays where they're kind of you know the big wide world is is a cutthroat place isn't it so I'm happy to keep her back from that for as long as I can without you know causing massive um issues with her not being able to you know like I say she's streetwise and that sort of thing but she's just free to be an eight-year-old she doesn't have any peer pressure to be anything other than an eight-year-old and doing whatever she wants to do at home yeah it's
0: just kind of preserving that innocence as well I suppose yeah like- yeah, we definitely need more of that in our children now. Like you say, they just kids these days seem to be grown up so quick. And I don't know if it's because of the internet, or you know, they're, they're now all on TikTok or Snapchat mm. and, and things. And um, definitely having older siblings, I think, doesn't help. And then you go, and then when the children are at school and kind of mixing with each other, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely seems like they're growing up a lot quicker. Yeah, they do
1: seem to cry up so quick.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Um, No, I should say that
1: my Facebook page, I don't have a website at the moment. Um, I find them a bit of a waste of time and money. Uh, (laughs) Famous last words. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, my Fenzen, um, F-E-N-Z-E-N, is on Facebook and uh, my tickets for my events are sold on Eventbrite um, under Fenzen Retreats, I think it is. So, yeah, that's all I want to add. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: thank you for coming on. It's oh, that's, so,
1: so that's, that's something as well, isn't it? That I do I do a podcast as well, so that's where well, I'm rep- repaying the favour because you came on my podcast, didn't you? I did. It
0: seems like such
1: a long time ago now. yeah. <laughs> so that you can see that as well your podcast on my um tabcast vodcast on youtube no one will ever remember that but
0: (laughs) tabcast on youtube and that is where i talk about my self-directed learning center yeah and we have a long chat about that actually don't we we did
1: yeah that was a good one
0: it's been really good to hear um someone else's another homeschooling mum's perspective on home education and and where they're coming with it because I know there's just there's so many different styles and uh, learning learning like learning styles out there you know there's unschooling and wild schooling and traditional oh. homeschooling when you're following the curriculum so you're definitely yeah. kind of merging a few together there unschooling and wild schooling so yeah yeah
1: I think everyone just has to do it their own way you know there's no point trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, you know, it has to be, you have to be genuine and you have to be authentic. So just do it your way, you know, and you'll see other people and you'll see them doing a similar thing to you. But if you look at someone else and you think, oh, I want to be doing it a bit more like that, chances are that won't fit into your flow of your family. So just just be kind to yourself and do it your way and your family's way.
0: Absolutely. Being kind to yourself, I think, is something... That we really really need to need to uh, focus on especially when when we are with our children so much and they're with us the saying is yeah. that we can't fill their cups unless our cups are overflowing so
1: oh, no definitely not mine's definitely empty at the moment
0: <laughs>
1: it's only water
0: <laughs> <laughs> well thanks again for coming on it's been really really exciting hearing about fenzen and everything you're doing there thank you um, kelly